good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. check mic check here we go here we go check it out it is mcm and you are listening to your probably right podcast today um is being recorded on a good friday easter weekend and i really wanted to do a podcast today but i didn't want to um i didn't want to do the same old same old kind of thing that I would normally do and as my listeners and I must might as well say shout out to all my listeners shout out to all my first time listeners all my regulars all the people who drop in and out my fair weather friends and everybody else welcome you are welcome in my house anytime (laughs) and those who know me (laughs) get that joke all right so as I said I wanted to do a different type of um podcast today and I didn't want to let this week go by so I have probably I mean if everything goes well and I get off the points that I need to get off then this should be one of my better podcasts I mean I think I'm on number 42 and um, this is season two and here I think you might find this weird but it starts now all of the other 41 were just warm-ups until now you know they say something i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna let that music rock for a second let me just find something out before i blab it out you know let's see Okay, I'm not even going to say it now. Okay, no, I will. Um, There's this thing that says that you have to do something a certain amount of time before you get good at something. And some people say it's 10,000 hours. Well, I definitely haven't done 10,000 hours, so I guess I'm still on my way climbing up. (laughs) Some would argue and say that's not true. But um, yeah. So as I said before, I'm on number 42. This is my podcast. I have I took the numbers off. I had them on. Somebody said, take them off. Somebody said, put them on. And at this point, I can't be bothered to put them on. So it's that way. But um, this podcast, um, it will be named. Let's see. I forgot what I called it. Oh, Rahab and liars like you and me. Okay. So that's what it is right now. I'm going to put some of the um, information in the description of the podcast. Um, This podcast has been brought to you by Anchor by way of Spotify. But as you know, I'm all over the place. I'm on everywhere that you can get a half decent podcast. I'm pretty much on there. Um, So hopefully you check me out. um, Check out some of the better providers. I'm not going to say who those people are right now, but they know who they are. And, you know, if 
I mean, I guess if you're good with where you're listening to me from, then I guess continue listening and supporting the cause. And I really appreciate it. Okay, we'll get into it now. So, somebody said something to me the other day, and it, it really stuck with me. It it hurt, but they said, um, because, okay, I'm going to be straight up. The person told me, um, apparently, you only lie to me. <laughs> and somebody, anybody who really actually knows me knows that I pride myself and I'm not saying pride myself as in I have pride over it it's it's a different thing um, but I try to do my best to speak the truth so sometimes I would say almost to a fault or to um, well I try to do it in a way that I'm not I'm not being disrespectful and I'm not trying to hurt people and sometimes, I guess, when you you, you, know, you try to be, you do your best being straightforward. Um, that's the one thing you have to be mindful when you try to tell the truth. Because sometimes you, you know, like the scripture says, it says, speak the truth in love. And sometimes, you know, our attitude and our behaviors and our pompousness sometimes gets in there. That, that pride really does get in there. <clears throat> and we end up speaking the truth knowing that you're cutting somebody over there, you're cutting somebody over there, you're not doing it, well, okay, I'm not saying you, but I know that sometimes I'm like, yeah, take that, and you know, and I know you did this, and you know you did that, and sometimes I'll do it in a sly way where only that person knows exactly what I'm saying, and it's not right, because you know that your your heart's content, heart's intent, at that time isn't exactly pure you're not being godly and if you consider yourself a christian then that should always be on your mind when you're speaking the truth it's not speak the truth and damn everybody else who gets affected by it and hurt by it it's not that's not how you tell the truth you know some people think oh the truth must be known (laughs) and sometimes the people who you're spitting this truth out to they have no business knowing what that truth is there is such a thing as saying, you know what, I'm not telling you or no, I'm not going to speak about that item or I'm not going to speak about that topic to you because it's none of your business, you know, or I, I, I think I need to hold something back here because who am I benefiting if I'm, you know, telling you this information that you think that you're owed and it's really up to each person to know (laughs) when to blather out everything and when to hold something back and when to give everything you know scripture does say speak the truth and speak it ever um but it's interesting how it says it but anyhow i'm i'm not going on that scripture today so i would it would be nice to dive in but i have so much stuff here um would like to touch on it for a second though but um let's just see it's funny how you say stuff and then it's like you didn't plan on saying anything about it but you bring it up right hmm let's see hmm 
Interesting. I'm hearing that. Okay, I just wanted the Bible verse. Hmm. Well, let's see. Somebody has 13 Bible verses about speaking the truth. Let's see what they got here. They got Ephesians 4, 15. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. Right. Okay, there you go. Zechariah 8, 16. These, <laughs> no thanks. These are the things which you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Judge with truth and judgment for peace in your gates. You hear that? Zechariah 8, 16. These are the things which you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Now, the question you need to ask, it's not, it doesn't say speak the truth to everybody, <laughs> does it? I know that's what people think it is. And as I said, sometimes I think our intent in speaking the truth isn't always pure. And that's where you run into problems. It says, speak the truth to one another. So I would just tell you to read the rest of Zechariah 8, because I'm not doing that right now. But it's one another. I could see that in the family. In I, I believe that's in the family of God. Um, but, you know, read it for what you take it as. Let's see what else it has. Um, Ephesians 4.25, it says, Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak the truth, each one of you, with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Okay, so you realize that the neighbors are, in Ephesians, are other Christians. Mm-hmm. So you're exactly like, this is kind of something that I'm, I'm getting to, and I'm just reading these for the first time. This is, happens to be on a website, and it's called bible.knowing/jesus.com, um, and then there's topics speaking the truth. So I'm like, I these aren't stuff that I've backed up. I have, I actually have some other longer scriptures, full scriptures. So I'm not just picking. I, I really don't like to cherry pick scriptures out of the Bible just to. Um, point to my narrative I, I really don't like doing it so honestly I just looked this up and that's how you heard the gap there is because I had to look for it <laughs> and I wasn't even looking for this but this is actually cool so the next one so just recapping there for anybody who really wants to know where these are taken from I have already given you the website um, and actually let me copy this I'm going to put this in the notes of the of the podcast today I'm going to drop it right down there okay so we've already done Ephesians 4.15 Zechariah 8.16 Ephesians 4.25 and now Proverbs 12.17 let's see what they say here Solomon he who speaks truth tells what is right but a false witness deceit okay Psalms 15 2 he who walks with integrity and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart alright Proverbs 8 17 for my mouth 
will utter truth and wickedness is an abomination to my lips and you see this is what i was talking about and i love how the scriptures really do back each other up you know sometimes we think that you know scriptures are just standing alone on their whatever but they're actually backed up by other scriptures and they line up so i mean i know this is just a little piece of that, that prophet but see it says for my mouth will utter the truth and then it says and wickedness is an abomination to my lips so you could be speaking the truth but you should be speaking it in love if you're speaking it to be wicked it's possible that you can speak the truth in wickedness because you want to get somebody hurt by somebody else so you just want to be an instigator that's wickedness it's not just speaking the truth some people think oh i must just tell the truth but it's like i'm gonna be hurt if you say this out loud and these people really don't need to know i'm just gonna say it because everybody needs to know like those kind of people <laughs> and maybe i'm talking to you um but there's there's a difference you know there's a difference in just speaking the truth in wickedness there's a difference in speaking in the truth like the truth for the truth's sake and then there's speaking the truth in love love should always be the first because it's the new commandment second corinthians 2 17 for we all sorry <laughs> for we are not like many peddling the word of god but as from sincerity but as from god we speak in christ in the sight of god so we understand that yes we're speaking and we're not just peddling the word of god like we're selling you know some people do and they try to twist it this way and that way but it's like it says but as from god we speak in christ in the sight of god so you understand that god is hearing your words and i've heard from the scriptures that we're gonna have to account for all of our words so even as i do this <laughs> let me take a little tenderfoot time out and say that I am not a minister <laughs> of the gospel. Um, I am a Christian. I am a lay person. I'm just a regular dude, but I'm a believer. And <laughs> I happen to be talking about um, speaking the truth. And I'm going to do my best to do these words. Um, what do you call it? <laughs> Justice. So I'm not just saying a bunch of random nonsense because, yeah, I don't want these words to fall back and run me over <laughs> in eternity because I'm saying nonsense um, I invite you to search out all of these scriptures and that's why I'm doing my best I try not to at least in this <laughs> this particular episode I do my best not to just blather out a bunch of um, scriptures like I would normally do and that's because the words that I've read maybe I've meditated on or I've been taught come to my mind in I'm not gonna say the right order but when they're relevant which you know is a lovely thing about the Word of God because most of the time you know to tell you the truth I wouldn't know what to do or what to say sometimes and having the Word of God to back you up is a wonderful thing because it's not my wisdom at this, that point it's god's wisdom as long as i'm rightfully dividing uh right rightfully dividing the word of truth like i'm not just saying it because it's it's um it's you know 
backing up my narrative again. I, I really, like I, I, I know that I've done it. I, I probably most Christians can say they've done it too. It's like they slide a scripture right in because they think that that will prove their point. Instead of you speaking the word to a person and letting the word, because it's the living word of God, do its work through the Holy Spirit, you instead you reverse it and you have your point and then you grab a scripture to prove your point. And I think that's doing it in the reverse. And, you know, that's an honest thing, too, that I should probably I could have a whole podcast on that, actually, where you're having a conversation. It's a deep conversation. And your intent is to prove your point. Most people, you know, you're trying to have an argument or a conversation. You're trying to put your points out on the table. You like you like to debate or you're debating something that you're um, that you're passionate about. And sometimes the tendency can be to use the word in reverse. As I said, we should be speaking the word. We should be reading the word. We should be declaring the word. But we shouldn't be throwing the word at our narratives to prove our point. Especially when it's our point, not God's point. So that's why I, <clears throat> I'm w- really weary of cherry picking um, scriptures, especially when we're not diving into um, a particular passage, like a whole chapter or a whole book. So I am using, I'm reading these ones. You know, it, it was called, what's it called again? I think it said 13, 13 Bible verses about speaking the truth. And this is this person's collection. You know what I mean? So I just happen to fall on it. And I, I like the idea that I haven't um, read this website before or been on this website before. I don't know what this person even believes. But I'm just reading the scriptures for what they are here, if you understand. But I really encourage you. And that's why I did um, start. And then I went back and said where this one was taken from, that that one was taken from. And, of course, you can always just rewind and go back and hear it and Go check out the scriptures when you have some more time, right? Okay. Um, the next one is Second Corinthians 4, verse 2. It says, But we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God but by the manifestations of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God and funny enough that's pretty much what I was trying to say I believe this is what the scripture is saying and I'm going to read it again 2 Corinthians 4 chapter 2 I mean (laughs) 2 Corinthians 4 verse 2 it says but we have renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God. See that? Adulterating the word of God. But by the manifestations of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And it seems to me that you're not supposed to be using the word in any kind of funny way you know, any kind of perverse way to manipulate somebody or to manipulate the word of God to, again, 
force your narrative upon an argument or a person. And again, John 10, 41. Many came to him and were saying, while John performed no sign, yet everything John said about his man, but about this man, sorry, his man, it's my eyes. This man was true. He's obviously speaking about Jesus. And hmm, Revelations 21, 5. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write for these words, write, for these words are faithful and true. That was funny to me. I was reading the thing just now. Revelations 22, 6. And he said to me, These words are faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the Spirit of the prophets, sent his angel to show to his bondservant the things which must soon take place. There's just two more. Galatians, Galatians 4, 16. So have I become your enemy by telling you the truth? Mm. and yeah that happens and some people want to be your enemy but some people just want to speak the truth Job 3.3 Job 33 and verse 3 my words are from the uprightness of my heart and my lips speak knowledge sincerely hmm. yeah okay so anyway it kind of veered off a little bit there but let me get back to it so, why do people lie? Anybody? It's <laughs> joking. Um, let's see what the answers are given here. <clears throat> this this website here. Let's see if I have. I'm gonna grab this too. It says this is from Paul Ekman.com. Interesting. Paul Ekman. This is Paul Ekman reporting. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to put it here because my man Paul went through the work. There's no reason why I should just take the credit. I'll put it in there. Okay. So this is the reason. So why do people lie? It says, and I'm going to point out my own. <laughs> As you know, I, I do a lot of self-revealing and not in any kind of weird, perverse way, just being honest and as I said sometimes I'm doing this thing and it's it comes off as therapy you know just being straight and honest you know putting this stuff out in the airwaves not knowing who may stumble upon it one day maybe it'll just be my grandkids or my great 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 grandkids or just some random person on the street or just you my listeners it says first one I got let's see I got nine of them <clears throat> nine reasons According to my man, Paul. Yeah, now he's my man. All right. It says, to avoid being punished. This is the most frequent mentioned motivation for telling lies. Hmm. And as I read it, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking introspectively, you know, to see if it um, jives with me and the person I am. Okay. This is the most frequent mentioned motivation. For telling lies by both children and adults 
it's important to note that there were no significant differences for the lies told to avoid punishment for a purposeful misdeed versus an honest mistake. So, and and I get this. And, you know, where, where did we hear the first lies? Or who told the first lies? Adam and Eve, right? They, you know, and... I'm not going to get into it now. And it's so hard because your mind just goes. But I know that um, they lied and they took the fruit that they weren't and they ate of it. But um, think about so many things. That you, think, think about how many times you've you've um, lied or think about how many times you've done something dishonest or just straight up sin. And think about it. Up to that point, they were perfect. <laughs> and then they lied. Because of that one lie, God gave all of the consequences for that one fiasco <laughs> between Adam and Eve and Satan. You know, and if you now go through a small, minute piece of your Rolodex of sins in your life, you realize how much of a more deprived wicked person you are than Adam and Eve and look what their lot was if you really 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 get where I'm going with that or thinking on what I just said you will understand why you need a savior <laughs> because that wasn't even at that time was not offered for, for Adam and Eve in that way but think about the grace the amazing grace that was offered to us by Jesus giving his sacrificing his life for us. Okay. So the first one was to avoid punishment. Number two. And again, this is why do people lie to obtain a reward, not otherwise readily obtainable. This is the second most common mentioned motivation by both children and adults. An example of this is falsely claiming work experience during a job interview to increase your chances of getting hired, right? <clears throat> so, you know, you look within yourself and say, you know, have I ever lied in, in a job interview? Have I ever um, fudged? the truth or fudge the numbers on what you've done, what your sales have done or what skills you have or, you know, and the person says, have you ever used Excel before? <laughs> and you might have clicked past the app on your computer. So therefore you answer yes. When really, if you're being honest, you would have said, I'm totally a newbie at it or I'm a total novice at it, but you just leave it out there. Yeah, I've used Excel. <laughs> kind of like that that way where somebody says hey are you a good basketball player and they're speaking to Michael Jordan he says yes of course I'm a good basketball player then you talk to Johnny on the street and you say hey you a good basketball player and he says yeah I'm a good basketball player you said Johnny and Jordan beside each other those are two levels of good at basketball you feel me but Johnny may not be so straight up because he doesn't want to let on that he's not you know like it's it's just interesting you know, the, the versions of truth <laughs> or perspectives on the truth that people speak. I mean, 
mean? I guess you would have to, if you really wanted to get it, you'd say, well, what do you mean by, am I good at basketball? That's what you'd, Johnny, and then you'd say, okay, I will compare it to an NBA player, not so good. But compared to a 95-year-old grandmother who is about four foot seven, I'm pretty good. <laughs> okay. Number three, why do people lie? To protect another person from being punished. As with lying to avoid personal punishment, motives does not change the intent. We've seen this occur between coworkers, friends, family, and even strangers. So yes, sometimes, you know, people will get out there and say something to protect somebody else because they're about to be hurt. You know, admirable in many cases, but is lying right? No. <laughs> and I guess this is where it's like, it's kind of like, mm, should I give you this example already? Yeah, I think I, I, I will. <clears throat> An example of that, why it's interesting. Because think about it. You're in a car with five people. And some crazy guy pulls up with a gun. He shoots you in the leg. You're in pain. You're screaming. Your cars are tint your windows are tinted. He goes, is anybody else in your car? Because they need a bullet too. My question to you is, Okay, you're speaking the truth ever, right? You're a Christian now. Are you going to say, yes, there are four other people in this car and one is my three-month-old baby. Please do not shoot him, crazy man. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, you, you follow, it, it's your heart. It's the lies in your heart that come out. In this case, are you going to say there's people in your car? There's, there, you're going to say there's three more people? Are you going to say there's one more person? Because you're, you're lying that way. Are you just not going to say anything? Maybe. That's, that's a choice. Don't know if you'll live the day. But <clears throat> you got to answer the question. <laughs> I'll leave that with you. Number four. And I'm saying the question every time because I want it to be, hmm, depending on how you, your brain works. So I'm just doing it that way says again why do people lie to protect oneself from the threat of physical harm as I was kind of alluding to three and four there this is different from being punished for the threat of harm is not for a misdeed an example would be a child who is home alone telling a stranger at the door that his father is asleep now and to come back later and exactly, there you go. Like, what should the kid say? Oh no, I'm home. I'm home alone. That's what you would you would tell your kid to say. And some madman's coming through the house. Hmm. Interesting. Five. To win the admiration of others. <laughs> and that's when people tell uh, fish stories, you know, and literal fish stories. Like, yeah, I I caught this fish, and it was three feet long meanwhile your fish was like a sardine <laughs> but it tells for better you know better action you know make them bigger telling lies to increase your popularity can range from little white lies as they say to enhancing a story being told to create an entirely new fabricated persona fish stories all right number six <clears throat> of why
why people lie. To get out of an awkward social situation. <laughs> now other fellow awkward people <laughs> can definitely jive with this right here. Examples of how telling lies can look when motivated by this claim claiming to have a babysitter problem to get out of a dull party. I was like, yeah, I can't find a babysitter, so I got to stay home. So you just don't want to go, but you're using your kids and the babysitter as your excuse. Yeah. Getting out of an awkward social situation or ending a telephone conversation by saying there is someone at the door. <laughs> Or, you know, where you get that person to ring-a-ding-ding you in, in a meeting that you're not so sure you want to be at or a date or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and say, oh, I got to go. It's the, it's the police. They just called and my fire alarm's going off. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Number seven, to avoid embarrassment. Hmm. I'm just highlighting these, so that's why there's... Uh, pause here you can probably hear it maybe you can i don't know how good this microphone is yeah this sure microphone is cool the child who claims the wet seat result resulted from water spilling not from wetting her pants is example <laughs> if the child did not fear punishment or only embarrassment so yeah <clears throat> avoiding embarrassment I mean, really, you could just say it's nobody's business. And, that, and that's the thing. Being able to stick your chest out and just say, you know what, I'm, I don't want to talk about it or I don't want to tell you. It seems like most people don't go that route. It's like they think that they they owe it to everybody to tell the ins and outs of everything that happened or is happening. Sorry. Okay. Eight. To maintain privacy without notifying others of the intention. For example, the couple who claims to have eloped because the cost of the wedding was beyond their means when, in reality, they were avoiding the obligation to invite their families. <laughs> right. And you can sit there and kind of think, <laughs> which ones of these have you done or, or, or which ones of these have you not done? For these types of reasons okay number nine ah this is some ergonomic chair and this doesn't seem very ergonomic my ergonomics is hurting <laughs> um to exercise power over others by controlling the information the target has famously embodied by hitler this is arguably the most dangerous motive for telling lies so I will repeat it to exercise power over others by controlling the information the target has so in other words you just give them what they need to know or you hold back something and you hold it like a trump card and <clears throat> I'll give you an example of this famously embodied by Hitler <laughs> and they say this is arguably the most dangerous interesting um but um i do know people who will tell you a piece of something almost to set you up to have you blather out some nonsense meanwhile they didn't tell you what was really going on 
like the person who shows up to work and they say, oh gosh, sorry guys, I'm late again. And maybe this is the third time of the week you're late. And something really, really bad happened. Now you could have been just straight up and said, you know, whatever the situation was, but you're just like, you know, sorry guys, I'm late again. And you know, everything's, you know, horrible, but you know, I made it and I'm here. And then somebody takes exception because they've had to coverage for you for the three times in the week. And they say, you know what? Like, can you just get to work on time? Like we all get here on the right time and you always tend to be late. Then this person holding the trump card goes, well, I'm mad. as a matter of fact, my child was having an anaphylaxis, an anaphylaxis reaction to something that somebody put it in their food and their airway was being cut off and I had to perform um, CPR and I had to give them, um, I had to stick them with an EpiPen and then I had to rush them off to the hospital and we were stuck in traffic. Then the police officer stopped us. Then we got to the hospital and they couldn't find a doctor. Do you understand? Like maybe all that stuff was there and this would have been legitimate and you could have told the people what kind of ordeal you went through, but instead you purposely, because you knew people were going to be aggravated this time, decided to hold it like a trump card. And then that person who decided to speak up and pipe up and say, you know, where were you? We get her all the time, blah, 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 gets put in their place for opening their mouth too wide. And there's some people I know who live by that code. They're only going to tell you what you need to know. They believe and Lord help you if you speak out of turn or if you get too big and bright, as they say with yourself, because that trump card is coming out and you are going to feel like an idiot. <laughs> and maybe you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you know people like that or maybe you're that person, <clears throat> you know, but I mean, it is what it is. Let's see. Nice. Time is going okay. I don't even know if I'm going to get to my point about all this. <laughs> but rehab, but let's see. So we got that. And um, I can honestly say for myself, because I just want to be straight up, I would say for me, you know, nine times out of ten, if I'm telling a lie, it's, and, and you might find this weird, but you know, it's like a, a child, a, a child. Nobody teaches them to lie, to say, no, they didn't take that extra candy out of the dish. They lied because they thought they were going to get in trouble. Nobody taught your child that. That comes in the package <laughs> when they were born. As soon as they're smart enough to tell a lie, they're going to tell a lie at some point. Especially if they've been punished before, I guess. Um, but yeah, I would say... For me, yeah, that one. I mean, I've, I've just being straight up. I've, I've done times where I've, um, I've straight up said, like somebody, like somebody's calling, and it's like, oh, I see the number coming. I say, and I, and I don't say. I, I've said this. I've done this in the past, and somebody's brought it to my attention. Where I will literally walk out of the house and let somebody else answer the, the phone, and then when they say, hey, is MCM there? They say, no, he just stepped out. <laughs> Literally, yes, I stepped out. But you know that you're actually, you know, it's like, you're not going anywhere. You're right there. You're, you're, you're in, in, uh, 
earshot of your name being called and coming right to the phone, but you stepped out because you chose to avoid that person. Well, I can honestly say for me, mine would be avoiding punishment or trying to so-called protect somebody. And the funny thing is what doesn't seem to come off that way is when you seem to be lying to the person that you're protecting. (laughs) Then it's like, are you really protecting them? Are you protecting you from being in one of those situations where it's socially awkward? You know, or yeah, if you've ever told a, a fish story where you elaborate, you not elaborated, you embellished the truth to make your situation or your skills or whatever it is better because you're worried about, you know, how you relate to others and what your social status might be in the situation. <clears throat> so, which is going to bring us down to something here in a second. But here's what the scripture says about lies. It says, and this is from the American Standard Version, and it trust me, it's in every version <laughs> of the Holy Bible. It says, Re- Revelations 21.8, it says, But for the fearful... The unbelieving, the abominable, and the murderers, and fornicators, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, their part shall be in the lake that burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. <laughs> There's some strong words. Yep, that's what the Bible says. Revelation is 21.8. Check it out for yourself. And now we read, we're going to read Joshua 2. Okay, so this is about Rahab the harlot. And I don't know if you remember the story and what she had to do, what she did. But Rahab wasn't the most truthful person here. But the funny thing about Rahab is she's one of the heroes of the Bible when it comes to faith. She's also part of the lineage of the Messiah. And we're going to get to all that. It's like, how could she be all these people and a hero of faith? Okay, listen to this. And this is 22 um, verses. Hopefully it's not a bother for you. But you know what? Listen, the good thing about podcasts is you can always just come back. But I really want you to get this. So this is one of my longer podcast so bear with me and hopefully this will be interesting and and you you want to know this stuff okay so it says <clears throat> i don't know why it says two and two but anyway that's weird okay the then joshua the son of nun secretly sent two spies from shittim go look over the land he said especially jericho So they went and entered the house of the prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. It's like, what were they doing there? But anyway, that's where they went. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent the message to Rahab, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy the whole land. He's right. That's exactly why they came, right? 
let's see. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. The woman, who's the woman? Rahab. So did she listen? She said, check it out. Yes, the men came to me. So she was truth, truthful about that. But I did not know where they came from, where they had come from. Most likely a lie. Pretty sure she knew where they came from. <laughs> At dusk, when it was time time to close the city gate, they left. Uh-oh. So she's saying that they left at dusk. Is this truth, people? <laughs> no, she's lying. Right? Then it says, I don't know which way they went. That's another lie. Okay? So that's two lies. <laughs> Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. So now, okay, so she lied and said at dusk, they, he said that, yes, they came. First of all, she said she didn't know where they came from. Then she said that at dusk, they left, <laughs> right? Then she said, I don't know which way they went. Lie again, because they didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and then she says, because she's misleading them, she says, go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. And that's another lie because she knows very well that if they go anywhere quickly, except into his into her house, which is where they'll, they'll be found, um, they're not finding anyone. <laughs> right? But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid, laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that led to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. So the pursuers are chasing them, chasing them, chasing them. They said, oh, go that way. <laughs> and the pursuers took off and chased and went that way. And then the people locked the door behind them, locked the gate behind them. Hmm. Before the spies laid down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, check this out. I know the Lord has given, has given you this land and that, and that a great fear of you has fallen on us. So that all who lived in the country are melting in fear because of you. So they're all scared because they're there. She knows exactly where they're from, right? Let me go back. It says, before the spies lay down for the night, she went up to the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord. So right there, she's admitting she knows the Lord. It's like, oh, she knows the Lord. She knows the Lord God of Israel, right? Yes has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country I think she's in the land of Canaan but I'm not 100% sure so don't definitely uh, quote me on this guy just have this one chapter here <clears throat> I put it in a document so I can't even go back at this juncture but you can check it out 
and he's given you this land and that a great fear has fallen upon all of us or fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting with fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord. Now, did you hear that? <laughs> That's funny. We have heard how the Lord has dried up the water of the Red Sea. Hmm. Now, if you remember the story, Moses went through the Red Sea with Israel. So, again, she was lying earlier when she said, but I did not know where they came from. So she knows that it is the children of Israel. Her, these, these are, you know, Moses' people. <laughs> it says, for you went, for you when you came out of Egypt, see, and what you did to the Sion and, and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. Now, when it's saying you, it's not these two guys. Israel. Right? For the Lord your God in heaven above and on the earth below. Did you say that? Did you, did you see that? Did you hear that? This is a confession of faith. Because this isn't her God. This is your God. If you read how she said, she's making a confession of faith in their God. It says, for the Lord your God is God in heaven. See, so she knows of other gods. She knows the gods of her people. It says, for the Lord your God in, for, sorry, for the Lord your God is God. She made a confession right there. In heaven, above, and on the earth below. This is her. This is Rahab's confession of faith. <clears throat> Sometimes people wonder and they say, you know, were people saved? Um, where, you know, what happened to the people in, in, in the Old Testament? You know, I mean, Jesus hadn't come down on the earth to die for their sins at that point. But you understand that it was people of faith. <laughs> when it says your faith has made you whole question is where does the faith come from we'll get to that later it says on number 12 now then please swear to me by the lord that you will show kindness to my family so because she's done this she says please just tell me you're gonna show kindness to my family because i have shown kindness to you give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother and my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and that you will save us from death. Now remember, Rahab is, her, her child is Boaz. Her grandchild is Obed and her great-grandchild is Jesse. Our lives for your lives, the men assured her, if you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. Wow. So she let them down by a rope through the window 
for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. So now she's hiding them. In, even in the hills, she's told them, directed them where to go to keep them safe. Hide yourselves there for three days until they return and then go on your way. Now the men had said to her, this oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land, you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brother and all your family into the house, if any of them go outside into the street, their blood will be on their own heads. So in other words, they're just saying, okay, we're going to do our best and we're going to help you out because you've done a great thing for us at the end of the day. But you have to make sure you tell your family to stay inside because we can't just be plucking and trying to figure out who's who while we're trying to finish the land. That's just not how war works. <clears throat> we will not be, we will not be reasonable. As for those who are in the house now, so in other words, they come out, they're done their dog meat but if they stay inside the house it says as for those who are in the house with you their blood will be on our head if we if we hand sorry if a hand is laid on them but if you tell what we are doing we will be released from the oath you made us swear so in other words you better not go back and say anything to anybody just keep your mouth shut lady <laughs> 21 agreed she replied let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied a scarlet cord in the window. Kind of makes you think of the, you know, the death angel came in, you know, in Egypt and in all the Israel, you know, the Passover when the, the angel of death passed over Israelites. Okay. When they left, they went into the hills and stayed there three days, just like she told them, until the pursuers had searched along the road and returned without finding them. Then the two men started back. They went down out of the hill, forded the river, wait, forded the river and came to Joshua, son of Nun, and told him everything that had happened to them. They said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land in our hands and all the people are melting in fear because of us so you see what Rahab did and you see how Rahab confessed who God was the God of heaven the God above the earth and on the earth that was her confession of faith and she lied to her people three or four times but she knew that she was doing God's will to hide these people now someone could argue and say well she didn't have to say this or that she could have just let the Lord figure it out for these guys but my question to you is why is she on the heroes of faith in the scriptures Now, you realize that she confessed her faith, right? 
she believes and she made the confession of faith by saying that she believed right it said for the lord your god is god in heaven and above and on the earth below and romans 10 17 21 well 17 to 21 but it says right here in 17 so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god faith do you hear that word so she heard the stories you understand she heard the stories of how how um the people of israel children of israel walked through the red sea he she heard um of what she did to those two um two lands something in og somewhere back there i can't remember what it was <laughs> yeah oh sion and og the two kings of the amorites east of the jordan whom you completely destroyed so she heard how the Lord had been with them and what they'd done to those other places. You understand? Her faith came from all that she heard and she believed it. So my question, but not my question, <clears throat> check it out. A writer here says, and this is from lisaapello.com, L-I- S-A-P-P-E-L-O dot com. And this is lessons from Rahab. It says, What does your past whisper to you? Let me suggest a few from my own whispers. Shame, regret, regret, forget, regret, condemnation, disqualification. Not only does your, and this is me of course, <laughs> not only does your your past say these things but people say these things people let you know what your sins are and then they let you know why you're disqualified or why you're not a Christian and why you should become a Christian <laughs> right check it out maybe these whispers haunt you from choices you've made years ago or maybe something that you did yesterday so check out Rahab. Rahab is a Canaanite prostitute. This is who Rahab is. It's the very same Rahab in Joshua 2. Is absolutely eyebrowing, eyebrow raising, she says, that Matthew names Rahab in Jesus' family tree. And yet there are vital gospel lessons from Rahab in the lineage of Jesus. Rahab's story starts in Joshua 2. After wandering 40 years, Israel was poised to take over the land of Canaan, and the first city in its sight was Jericho. Joshua sent two spies into Jericho, who went into the house of Rahab the prostitute, whose home was on the Jericho wall. And I think you know about the, the around the walls of Jericho. And the army shouted seven times. They didn't do one thing, and the wall fell down, and they besieged the city. Check it out. And just to say, you're saying, is this the same Rahab? Yes, the genealogy of Jesus. Check it out. It says, this is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. It says, Abraham was the father of Isaac. 
Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob was the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, was mother with Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amnadab. Amnadab, the father of Neshlon. Neshon, sorry. Neshon, the father of Salmon. Salmon, the father of Boaz, who is the mother, whose, whose mother, sorry, was Rahab. You see? And then there's Obed, I said, grandchild, the father of Jesse. And Jesse is the father of King David. You get that? And it goes on from there. <clears throat> so just to, to let you understand that the same Rahab who lied to her people of Jericho, the overseers of Jericho, who was it? Who, who was it? Who did? Who said that? Let's see. It says the king. Yeah, the king of Jericho, the Canaanites, right? He told her, like, you know, go get those dudes. You just let in your house. <laughs> and she did not tell them one thing. Well, at least not the right thing. So, remember. She didn't need to tell these people what was happening with the spies. It wasn't their business. Her faith was said before these men she said who their god was from the stories that she heard about them she knew that this was this god of heaven and earth below is the god of gods and she had faith in this god our god remember it's not by works lest any man should boast check this out as for you you were dead in trespasses or transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the rulers, the, sorry, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. Who's that? The devil. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. The spirit is the devil. All of, all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath because we were living that way we were deserving of it you understand not like poor little Adam and Eve <laughs> yes they sinned but just think about how many times you've doubled and tripled and quadrupled and you know how many times you've sinned compared to what they did and how much worse you've sinned compared to what they did. But because of, of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive. So who made us alive? <laughs> it says, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive. I know you people, have you chosen the Lord? Or have you said yes to Jesus? No, listen. God made us alive in Christ. You get it? You are predestined who are saved. Even when we were dead in trespasses and sin. Can I ask you a question? What can you do if you're dead? Nothing. You can't come alive. There is no faith. It says you are dead in trespasses. 
or in, trans- in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. You understand that? This is serious. Wait, I want to be able to something here I don't know what happened there but anyhow yes it is by grace you have been saved right and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus so what happened again God raised us up in Christ. It's not you raised your raised yourself up in Christ. God raised you up in Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So he did this for us. We didn't do it ourselves. For it is by grace. Listen, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is what the scriptures say. This isn't some preacher saying this to you. It's just it's the word of God. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. So see, it's nothing that you did. There's nothing that you can do. I know you think you can do something. No, you're saved by faith. Through the, you're saved by grace that he's given us through faith. But it says, I know, I know there's a lot of people who think that, um, <coughs> that it's because, you know, you, you, you do penance or you, 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 um, you know, like you, you do the sacraments or you, you do good to people. You give to the poor and stuff. This is Ephesians 2, by the way. I, was, I lost the, the chapter. I didn't want to just throw the scripture out there. This is, this is um, Ephesians 2. And I'm going all the way just to 10 here. It says, not by works so that no one can boast. Not because you're nice. Not because you've never sworn. Not because you've been with the same spouse for 50 years not because you work in the woman's auxiliary not because you teach sunday school not because you're a preacher or minister not because you're a singer and you lead worship or you play the drums or you play the organ for years and years and years no it says not by works so that no one can boast for we are god's handiwork okay christians you are god's handiwork it's not because you you accepted the Lord in some Lord's prayer, some 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 salvation prayer. <laughs> it's because he made you live. He gave you the grace to believe. He gave you the grace and you faith was 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 given to you. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. So because you're created in Christ Jesus, that's why you do the good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So when you're doing these works, understand that you were prepared to do these things. <laughs> it 
is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ. God did all of that. It wasn't you. It wasn't you saying the sinner's prayer. It wasn't you finding Jesus. You were found. God knew where you were. You weren't lost. (laughs) Okay. And the heroes of faith. Let me just get at you quickly. Okay. Now, when I was referring to this, this is in Hebrews 11. And I'm going to go all the way down to verse 31. It says, by faith, Rahab the prostitute raised, I'm sorry, received the spies in peace and didn't perish with those who disobeyed. So the whole Jericho went down, but she hid them. She lied to save them. She made a deal with them. She confessed who God, who their God was to, who what she believed. It was granted as faith, obviously, to her. And she did not perish with them. And not only that, she became one of the descendants of the Messiah. Anyhow, here's where I'm going to leave you today. So just remember, yeah, you can't be out there just spitting random lies. You have to be wise. And even when you're speaking the word of God, you can't just be speaking it for the sake of just speaking it. You have to speak the truth in love. But understand that, yes, you regularly sitting out there just spitting lies for your various reasons, maybe because you want to maintain your privacy, maybe you want to avoid embarrassment, maybe you want to be, you know, avoiding the awkward situations, or maybe you want the admiration of others or protect yourself or protect others, you know, from being punished or physically harmed. Maybe you want to, you know, obtain some type of reward that you wouldn't normally get, but because you told a lie, you might get that job. Or maybe you're just worried about being punished. I tell you that, yes, there are different levels (laughs) to lying. But those people who are just out there lying for wickedness, deciding not to tell the truth regularly, watch out. (laughs) Because the end is not going to be good. And for you who have been lying, who are saved, I would say to you, try to practice being honest. Keep your mouth when you need to keep your mouth. But beware and be very wary of how you say things and what you say. Anyhow, this has been another hopefully good, amazing episode of You're Probably Right. I am your host, MCM. Thanks for joining me. Take care. God bless. Happy Easter. And I'll see you again soon. Peace. Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. (laughs) I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. 
I talk about news, God, uh oh, yeah, God, self help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions, and all the while, understand that, listen, Sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat. Well, that's how it is here. And because there's no topic, well, very few topics off the table. Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there. (laughs) Hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting. And hey, maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere. Hope to see you soon.